This week, the state news took on local election coverage, experiences of first-generation college students, and talking about the many issues immigrant students face. Welcome to the 1909, the podcast that takes an in-depth look at the state news' biggest stories of the week, while bringing in new perspectives from the reporters who wrote them. I'm multimedia editor Haley Sinclair. November 5th marked the local elections all over the state. The state news' city desk collaborated on a comprehensive coverage of the candidates' profiles, election results, and voter turnout. Today we have a few reporters from the city desk with us. Thanks for coming on the podcast, guys. Hi, I'm East Lansing Beat reporter Lucas Day. Hi, I'm Maddie Monroe, and I'm city general assignment reporter. And hey, I'm Sarah Tibble. I'm also a city general assignment reporter. I was going to all the different candidates' watch parties and kind of live tweeting what, what was happening. And I got some results early because somebody had printed them out at Lisa's viewing party. Um, I guess if you ask the people working the desk at the elections, you can have that happen. So one of the precincts came out early. And it came out that Lisa and Jesse were off to a huge lead in that precinct, like more than more than two to one to Altman and Meadows, the two main competitors. So it looked from the jump that um, they were going to win. And from there, I went over to Meadows' viewing party. Um, he and Altman had a shared viewing party. And I showed Meadows those results, and he looked like he'd seen a ghost. Like, he knew they were in trouble right away. And the thing that happened at the end of the night that was really crazy is I went back to that viewing party with Altman and Meadows, and Meadows told me that he'd lost like 80% of the precincts he'd reported. He was down by 80 votes to Altman. And the two had kind of been getting votes in together. Altman's lead had just been slowly growing throughout the night. So Meadows, who was the mayor, was kind of just giving me his concession speech. He was telling me what he was proud of, what he'd accomplished. He was telling me that he was going to stay active in the community. He said that he hoped that he could help students at the university. And it was really cool. He handled it really well. And right after he wrapped up his speech, some lady just tapped me on the shoulder and she said, you're going to want to stay here for a minute. And then Meadows came back to me and he said, well, I guess that I just won by two votes. And so right after that, Altman kind of stood up and he said that he was leaving and he tried to shake Meadows' hand, but Meadows was saying like, wait, let's, let's, this isn't over yet. It's two votes. Like there's going to be a recount. Let's not concede anything. And Altman said, no, I'm leaving. And I asked him if he had 30 seconds to talk. He said, no, I don't. And he left the room. Um, he was clearly pretty upset. Um, I think overall it went fairly well. This was the first election that I've ever covered, so it was definitely an interesting experience. Um, I went around to a couple of the polling stations and did interviews as people walked out, and definitely the ones on campus were very, very slow. I was at the Union for a couple hours while students were supposed to be voting, and I think I saw maybe four students walk in to vote in the two hours I was there, and the election officials who were there said that Usually they have between five and ten students vote in a day um, at the Union Building or any place else on campus. But after that, I also went to the Hannah Community Center and did some exiting interviews there, which was definitely a lot different than the ones that I got at the Union. Adults were a lot more willing to talk about it and say who they voted for and why. So I was pretty busy on election day, not with like election stuff, but just like stuff in general. And I remember just coming into the office and Evan was like, hey, can you like run to all of these places for me? And so I went, this is like my third day on city desk. And so I, the first thing I did was I went to the city clerk's office on Abbott and I would talk to the city clerk. And she said 
that absentee votes had an 86% turnout at the time. They had sent out, I believe, 1,600 absentee ballots and 1,400 had been returned by like 1.32 o'clock on Tuesday. And then, um, so basically I was just in charge of like the turnouts and watching how many people came in and how many votes were casted. And um, by, the t like by the time the um, polls had come in at night, like the turnout rate had definitely gone up at least a little bit. It was still a pretty like small election for at least like this campus. Like not many students voted. Um, I don't really know like the turnouts of the precincts exactly but I know that the ones on campus were a lot lower than the ones that were out in the city. Well, my the big thing I took away from this is that I think this was a what the people of East Lansing, at least the permanent residents, want, because um, Jesse and Lisa, um, the, Jesse had the most votes, Lisa had the second most. Um, they, they won by quite a bit. They were way ahead of the field, which means that their platform was popular with at least East Lansing residents. Um, I don't know about students, but students didn't vote, so that's on them. Um, while Mark and Eric, Mark Meadows and Eric Altman kind of had um, a similar platform and they were lagging behind uh, Jesse Gregg and Lisa Babcock. So it, it tells me that the people of East Lansing, at least the ones that voted, got what they wanted, which is change. And then you've got some con um, continuity. Mark Meadows has been in East Lansing City Council for since the mid-90s. He had a little bit of a break where he worked in the Michigan House of Representatives, but he's been around since the mid-90s. Um, so you do have a little bit of continuity there, but there's gonna be some changes for sure. I'd have to agree with Lucas on a lot of it, that uh, it's obvious to see that there's a change. Um, it was interesting, a lot of people that I was talking to coming out of the polls were saying that they have been a little upset with the city with all of the recent development, especially with all of the problems they had with the hub were for fall move-in and the like construction failure on Abbott. Um, you can tell that people are definitely looking for change and I think that they're starting to the get there. really didn't show that they cared that much about what was going on outside of the campus, but definitely those who live here full-time uh, like are looking forward to moving forward, I guess, like upgrading the city, getting what they think that they deserve because the city is definitely falling apart since the beginning of fall semester and it looks like after this election that they're going to start bringing it back up. The thing I expect to cha see change is um, the city council is going to be a lot more transparent. I know that Lisa uh, and Jesse were both really upset by the eBay land sale where the city council tipped off some bidders and kind of selected um, who they gave the information to that the land was for sale. It wasn't really public information and um, Mark explained that to me, the mayor, Mark Meadows. He kind of explained to me why they did that, and it made sense, but at the same time, he admitted that they made that they made a mistake. He said it should have been more publicly available. They tried to make as much money as they could off of it, he told me. He thought those were the people that would buy it. But he told me that it should have been more publicly available information, so he did admit a mistake. And what um, Je Jesse Greggs told me is that she wants to have more forums on this type of thing, so that she can hear um, community input and her and her and Lisa Babcock both, the, the transparency is their big issue. So I'm really looking forward to hear what they have to say on the topic. I'll be talking to both of them within the next couple days. So there should be a story coming out on that pretty soon. And we also have campus general assignment reporter 
Wendy Guzman to talk about the rally that happened November 8th in front of the Hannah administration building. I really liked kind of the whole way it was set up. I definitely could tell that Dream MSU put a lot of time into planning and to arranging everything. They managed to get a good crowd out there and had a lot of set um, chants to do and a lot of people got to speak. It was really nice to see people just speaking about the issues going on on campus. What they were asking for was just more attention towards immigrant students, undocumented students, uh, DACA students who don't necessarily have the same resources that, you know, American citizen students do. Uh, a lot of students who have been living here their whole lives but are under DACA status um, still get charged as international students. However, you know, at schools like U of M, they can, you know, get charged in-state tuition. There were people from just a lot of different backgrounds. There were uh, students whose grandparents are immigrants or people who are immigrants themselves. And there was a lot of people with different signs. People of every shape and color were there. It was really nice to hear them speaking about their own personal stories, a lot about like their family and their issues with immigration. And then it was just nice to see them all, not just at the building, but they were facing the building and speaking to the building, speaking to administration, the people that they need the message to get to. And even maybe like the administration has the doors closed, you can't hear anything. Like it's still the impact of just staring at them right in the face, telling them this is what we need and we need you to do it. Students are faced with series of questions upon entering college. How do I apply for financial aid? How do I sign up for classes? Campus reporter Samaya Overall wrote about how some students are left behind when figuring things out. Being a first generation student is a lot of things you don't know you don't know. And so I think I thought writing the column would touch base on that like factor of just trying to figure out what you don't know and then trying to figure out how to learn that stuff. I yeah, I realized that ASMSU was having a first generation appreciation week and I initially thought like wow I should like cover this like this is kind of cool and it was the first time I had seen anything first generation related on campus and then um, I realized that I could probably bring a personalized view from it because I do um, deal with the struggles every day because I don't have that most parents who went to college or anything like that so um yeah and then like i knew obviously i already knew that november 8th is national first generation student day but the fact that asmsu was making it a week i thought was a big deal it's hard to tell like you can't look at a student and go oh they're a first generation student it's like one of those things that if you don't ask you don't know and i think msu could um work to bring that community together of first generation students for because i know for me like going and covering the events just knowing like there are other students some that are seniors that are um that are first generation students and they've made it through pretty much through college it's like um it helps you a lot to know like you're not by yourself and um i know they brought up like faculty members that are first generation students like having Having someone who went to college is a big um, before you is actually a really big deal because like you can always call them and maybe they their knowledge may be outdated but they can give you a general answer. But if I call my parents for some college things like they don't know it's outside of their range of knowledge and so I think recognizing that makes a difference in those first generation students. 
Thanks for listening to the 1909. Join us next week for a recap of the state news's biggest stories of the week. I'm multimedia editor Haley Sinclair. Thanks for joining us.